Welcome to uh, Armbar 1004th Wrestling Podcast. I'm Todd Suliano, zooming as usual with Colt, the Christmas Goose Colt Dixon. Did you lose yourself there? No, I just have a second Colt in my name. It's a Colt and Dixon. Yep. Yep, that's somebody else, but yeah. How are you? I feel like I haven't seen you in days. Yeah, right. <laughs> I try not to hang out with the same person twice in a row. I don't like them to, I don't like everybody. It's people start thinking we're married or something. It was weird. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but for uh, how, how are you? How are you doing? Uh, I'm actually pretty good. Uh, it's been a decent, decent week. Not bad. Rainy week, but it's been, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty not great in this household. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, my wife has been sick since last weekend. Oh, no. Yeah. She was feeling uh, pretty bad up to the graduation thing, and but didn't feel like she was bad enough that she couldn't go. And like Tuesday, everything really hit her. Wednesday, everything hit her hard as shit. And she went to the doctor yesterday, and because of the... Um, I can't fucking think the antibiotic shortage. She wasn't prescribed anything. She tests she tests negative for COVID, negative for the flu. Her doctor told her to go get a uh, immunity booster juice from Kroger. She went to the Kroger clinic and to take some vitamin C, not to like take vitamin C pills, but just to like buy some oranges. And that's what she was told to do by the doctor. And she's done that past two days and still feels like absolute shit. Wow. That sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Hopefully tomorrow she'll feel a little bit better, if not Saturday. Yeah. Well, I, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. thought Dynamite was really cool last night. <laughs> I, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, because of everything that's been going on over here with her being sick and everything, I I don't know a damn thing that happened on Dynamite. The only thing I know is the MJF one. Yeah, I mean, no surprise there. But also, it was... Oh, know, whatever. Hook, Hook made the save. I can't remember who he saved. Uh, he saved Jungle Boy. Yes, that's it. And then uh, Big Cass ran from the little boy. Yeah, Big Bill actually is his name. He they they changes to that on Rampage. I am not calling him Big Bill. I love it. Big Bill is the perfect wrestling name. It's like a throwback. He looks like a throwback. He now he has a throwback name. He's amazing. Big Bill is uh has a lot of upside. Uh, he's he's gonna do well in this business. That kid, that Big Bill. <laughs> maybe he'll win a tag. Maybe he'll win a tag title in AEW. He could. Who knows. <laughs> Um, yeah, I actually thought it was a good show. Um, overall, most of it was uh, pretty good. I didn't take any notes as usual. I mostly just review the shows based on vibes and feelings, and most of the feelings I had were good. Well, that's good. Yeah. Did you hear the great official news from Wrestle Kingdom 17? Uh oh, they're cheering. They're fucking yes. cheering, right? Yeah, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna be allowed to cheer, and you can probably thank Kenny Omega for that because in his promo he said that everyone thinks it's because of COVID restrictions that they haven't been over to cheer, but in fact it's because they're bored by Will Osprey. <laughs> now that Kenny's back, they're allowed to cheer again. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> I think not. I think not. <laughs> it's true, man. I'm so fucking excited for that. I can't wait to hear his theme song again. Then Devil's Sky. That match is going to be amazing. Can't wait to see Sasha Banks. <laughs> Tokyo you mean, Dome. You mean uh, Mercedes Monet? Money? Money? Mercedes Money? Mercedes Monet? 
that's not bad. I, I don't hate that if that's really what she goes with. I'm just I wrote this on Twitter the other day. I'm just not going to be used to people like I'm not ready for people to correct people on Twitter when they refer to her as Sasha and I'm saying actually her name is Mercedes. <laughs> Man, I'm so excited she's doing something cool. If assuming this really does happen, I'm still not convinced until I see her wrestle uh in the th- in like the ring or whatever. Man, because I I'll never forget like Ah, fuck it was like 2018 or somewhere around then ray mysterio was doing some date he had just gotten out of his lucha underground contract he was doing some like new japan dates and he was just about to do some sick singles matches and then he was like oh sorry pals i got it signed <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like and he didn't do the, he didn't do something he was cool. supposed to do a singles match with uh, liger i believe yeah and osprey did that one happen i don't remember i'm not sure there were a couple singles matches he didn't get to do, and there were and yeah, the Liker one was a big mess and very sad. Sasha, though, I feel not for the same reasons that Mandy Rose doesn't have to take bumps anymore, but I feel like she probably never has to take another bump because she can make she can make money off of just going to fucking Star Wars conventions. Like she she <laughs> literally has a new Star Wars toy on Target shelves right now. I see it every time I go to Target, which yeah. Is, which isn't great because that that doesn't that probably means it's not selling well, but yeah, gonna, yeah, it's still there. She's still she's still like a C lister because she's from the TV show. She's not like in the movie. So once she's in a movie, then she's like a real Star Wars, big Star Wars lady. Or if she does a Marvel movie, right, or so, hell, now she could do a DC movie since they. So what you're saying, know. what you're saying to me is that Pedro Pascal is C list Star Wars. Well, he's he no, he's higher level than her because he is the lead of the TV show. But he's he's still I would consider him any of the TV, yeah, for sure. Any of the anyone that's on like a streaming service versus anyone that's in a movie would less people would see it for sure. I feel like more people probably saw uh, the Mandalorian season one and two than saw the, the Rise of Skywalker. That's actually that's possible, but for the other ones, that's probably not true. But that movie did pretty sad. Yeah. I didn't mind it, honestly. Oh, man. I don't want to talk about it. Like, I, I didn't take that edible yet, so you can talk about it, and I, I'll actually know what you're talking about. No, I don't. I don't. It's, I don't, I don't feel like it. It's, it that, that movie was ridiculous. Just goofy. I took some notes. Um, I played... I actually bought, like, around Black Friday, I bought WWE 2K22 on the PC... Oh, did you? Because I had built like a because yeah, because I wanted to play it on my new PC, and uh, I played it a little bit. I played a few hours of it, and so I had some notes. I've mostly played around with some of the creative wrestler stuff and was trying to goof around with some of the universe things. When, Apparently, I've played it twelve hours according to Steam. When uh, what the WWE game started having it so you could download community creations? That's when I stopped trying to make people. Yeah, well, I like to make just like stupid people or whatever. Like I made a, a luchador like doctor character. I made him in Wrestling Empire, but he's different this one. But his name is Andy Biotic. He's like make, a wrestling luchador, doctor make, luchador. Have you made Cowboy Colt Dixon yet? No, that's not. I don't ever make. I don't make myself in these games. That's ridiculous. I don't you, like you've never myself. No, I've never made myself in a video game. Are you kidding me? Why would I want to be myself? I, uh, I, fucking I have yeah. to be myself all I, the other all every time. Even when you were tra- even when you were training to wrestle, you didn't make yourself. No, I wasn't playing. I wasn't really playing wrestling video games. I was training to wrestle. I was working and training to wrestle. I was a twenty. I was a twenty three year old man. I I, I lived in an apartment. I, <laughs> I didn't have time to play video games. I, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> I guess I'll believe you. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a, ma- when I was twenty three. I was married. Yeah. <laughs> Man. uh but anyway so i i it, i think it's great um the game the gameplay like the ring the, the bell to bell action as they say um i enjoy i think it i think it's cool it looks good it, it's the best it's looked in a game like that ever probably honestly uh so like the animations are pretty smooth there's some jank here and there but that's fine there's always going to be jank in a wrestling game i think um I didn't mean I don't for know, I, think... I, didn't, I didn't mean for it to come off kind of dickish just if I was like 
when I was when I was when I was 23, I was married. All you were doing was sitting in an apartment. I just think what? it's weird that I was married. I got I got married at 23, and everyone else was just kind of still doing shit. Yeah, well, I actually know a lot of people who got married young because I went to a Southern Baptist college. But that's true. You get married to the first girl you touch in those schools. A lot of people I know did. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, the the gameplay's cool. The roster. Uh, so I bought the ultimate edition. That's why I bought it on the PC because I was able to get like the ultimate edition. Yeah, like, is well, that not the, the not the NWO version. Yeah, but I the, got I bought the NWO version from PlayStation Store. I think I think it was on sale at one point for like sixty bucks, and I was like, oh, that's that's cheap as shit for this for this like super duper deluxe edition. Yeah, I I didn't buy that version, but I bought like the season pass version because I I didn't care about the NWO. Because it was just three guys, and I was like, "Those three guys are already in the game." Well, it's uh, it's Nash Hall, Six, and Hogan, so four guys. Yeah, well, whatever. They're all still in the game anyway. <laughs> I didn't want to pay for it. Um, so, but I got, but I got like the season pass version for like, it was like thirty bucks or something. Let me ask you this: Did like, you did you about that? Did you edit the um, the menu music? Yes, I did. That, that's like the first thing I do when I play those games. They, they have shitty music in the game, so I just changed like my just my only my favorite wrestling things play. Yeah, there were there were like nine licensed tracks, and they were all terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I was stunned. Yeah, so I turned them all off, but maybe like one. There was like one that's okay. It's it's weird. Like it's there's always like one Motorhead song. It seems. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one I left on. Right, of course. It's like that's in Triple H's new contract. Like you can show me getting beat up as long as there's a Motorhead song in the game. Yeah, but yeah. Then I turned on the wrestling things, but then I went through and I turned off some of the annoying wrestling things themes yeah. too that start out with like annoying intros or or like the fucking like lucha lucha lucha. I don't hear that <laughs> fucking shit or all every five minutes. Are you kidding me? Um, well, it's cool. Yeah, the community's creations are cool. Um, the the match the matches and stuff is cool. Uh, have you played as uh, Machine Gun Kelly or Logan Paul yet? No, I haven't. I do have them, but I haven't. I have not played as them yet. I haven't either. Although, like after his matches I've seen, I probably wouldn't mind playing as Logan Paul. <laughs> I haven't watched any of his matches, and it's weird. He's I don't know, like he's catching a lot of shit lately, like the past couple of days on Twitter because on his podcast, I guess he said a bunch of bunch of stuff about how he's an atheist, and now he's catching a lot of shit for that. Well, that's stupid. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. There's probably I'm sure there's a lot of things we can find a shit on him about, but that's silly. Yeah, I mean the most the big thing being like filming people as they like hang themselves in the woods in Japan. Yeah, that's a big one. But to be fair, he was pretty young, right? I don't remember how old he was. I'm not I'm not here to like be a defender or an apologist. I just I think it was he was like 21, 22, something like that. Yeah, I mean that's that's <clears throat> old enough to know better, but. Young enough to not care, like this. Yeah. Old enough to know better, rich enough to not care. Yeah. Uh, he's probably a piece of shit. I'm sure he is. A lot of people in pro wrestling are though. I don't have any I don't have anything particular for or against him. Like I said, I haven't seen I feel like a lot of people have vitriol about them because they've like seen his YouTube videos and like get really annoyed by like... him. But I'm very good at clicking hide on YouTube, so I've never seen any of his content. So he's just like... a non entity to me. I feel like if Cole Cabana and Molly Holly weren't in wrestling, like at least 99% of wrestlers would be shitheads. <laughs> like I said, we, we still don't know about Cole Cabana. He, he's friends with the pro wrestling tees guys, and, and they're they're like known scumbags, right? Yeah, yeah but I mean... Uh, well, man. <clears throat> right, let's, let's, let's get with the Molly Holly then. Bear, I'm burying him on this podcast. I'm going to be the only Colt in wrestling. Just kidding. Isn't it weird that in like 2003 or 2002, Molly Holly's gimmick and her feud with Trish was centered around Molly having a big ass. Yeah, I do kind of fake. Yeah, yeah. And it was it wasn't like it was a thing where uh, Trish was calling her fat. She was saying that she had a big ass. Where in like 2022, she would get pushed because of that. Yeah, and like it, 20 years ago, you were you made fun of people with big asses. It was a different culture back then, a much a shittier culture. Yeah, I'm sure I've talked. I, I don't know if I've talked about it. We've. I'm watching like the celebrity mole, but uh, I'll talk about it again just for a second. I'm sure I said it before, but oh, you, man, you, everything you, everything we did 20 years ago was. So you've much talked worse. to me about it, but I don't think you've talked about it on air. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it's on Netflix, but the the old celebrity moles are on there, and man, culture was so much worse 20 years ago. I really truly believe that. Like in like 2003, just horrendous popular culture. Anyway. 
<clears throat> just dog shit all of it all around those those people are such nasty celebrities <laughs> speaking of nasty except for like kathy griffin speaking of nasty cast have a or cast cult i have a question for you yeah have you recently had an energy drink um no i have not actually you haven't had a red bull lately no a monster no a bang what <laughs> no i'm just kidding I've, i should have been doing that the whole time <laughs> <clears throat> you ever had anything like that i you know what i lied i had one of the monster coffee drinks um a couple months ago or a month or two ago W. Have you had a W lately? Am I supposed to lie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. This yeah, ad, this ad read is going great. Yeah, man. Well, that's good because it's time for W Energy's favorite game and America's favorite game. And the reason why we're getting this out of the way quickly is because uh, this game is related to some notes I took. I wrote down earlier that I wanted to talk about, so I wanted to get the game out of the way before I ruin the game for you. <laughs> okay. I did have a couple more WWE 2K22 notes, but they weren't that important. So we can just we can just ignore. Oh, them. we can go we can we can go back to it if you want. <laughs> no, that's fine. We can game it up. Anyway, W Energy, you know, it's clean energy with no calories. You like that shit, don't you? You like no calories in your beverages. I am I am actually a very big fan of that. That's why I don't normally drink energy drinks because of the calories. What did you know? It has no sugar. That's why it doesn't have any calories. It doesn't have any fucking sugar. Can you believe That's it doesn't have any goddamn sugar? That's crazy. There's no malodextrin. I bet you don't even know what malodextrin is. Not really. I think it's a preservative, but it I'm doesn't. not sure. Well, it doesn't have it, so you don't have to worry about it. That's no good. fillers. All killer, no filler, like the Sum 41 album. <laughs> and no That's artificial funny. colors. You know, like Hell. no yellow number five, like Mountain Dew. Yeah. That shrinks your penis. It has. <laughs> that's that's what a child told me once. I, I, no, I think I was, <laughs> was surge. Oh, is that well? It, it's because it had yellow five in it. Yeah. You know, yeah. flavors such as passion, joy, tea, and dragonade. All you have to do is add a scoop to some water, and bam, you got a fucking energy drink right there. That's right. Let's go. Energy on the go. You could shake it up in your little shaker bottle. If you want some energy in your life, you want to fuck better. You want to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You ride your bicycle better, climb a mountain better. You want to wrestle better? We'll turn it back to our show. You want to sleep a little shittier? You want to podcast better? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Get some W energy in your fucking dick hole. Don't put it in there. Just drink it normally. Consume it normally. Mix it with some water. Put it in a needle. Put it on some spoon. Burn the spoon. Don't inject that. that shit into your veins. Put it in like a shaker bottle or something. Get the with the with the with the like the metal ball or the plastic ball and it gets in there and you, you shake it around. You know what this would make? You know what that. W energy you would make? The perfect Christmas gift. That's true. Man, it's too bad that it's uh would is I just wish it was just a per, just a couple of percentages cheaper. I mean, maybe I could per, afford it. You know, what if it was nine percent off? Is that is Whoa. that is that good enough, or do you need more? Just a little bit more, just a crumb more, my friend. Okay, what about fifteen percent? Whoa, can't do that. I'm I'm getting told that's, right now I can't do that. That's 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 okay. All right. All right. Well, we, what we can do is, is you you can use our our promo code armbarpod at checkout and save ten percent on all your dubby needs, all your dubby purchases. And here's the thing: they don't tell you this isn't a one-time code. If it is, you could just. Keep, Make some fake email accounts. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I assume I have no idea. I assume it's probably. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna make any assumptions. Let, let's say it's not a one-time code. You like this shit? Go back. Use our code again. Line our pockets a little bit. That's right. Help us Maybe. pay Zoom next year. Because <laughs> this shit ain't free anymore. Our, our one expense. Yeah. I, I think we should just use it. anyway. Let's keep <laughs> this. Uh, use armbar. Use code armbarpod at checkout to save ten percent on W Energy. Go to w.gg because w.com is something else, I guess. And use promo code armbarpod to save ten percent on some energy drinks so you can 
fuck better and sleep worse. Dubby. Blue Chew. I mean, Dubby. Dubby. All righty. So you ready to play this game? It's America's favorite game. It's called Guess the Pay-Per-View. Yep. Opening contest is a 10-man tag team elimination match. Wow. Brodus Clay, Justin Gabriel, Rey Mysterio, Sin Cara, and Tyson Kidd with Cameron and Naomi versus Epico, Primo, the primetime players, and Tensai with Rosa Mendez. Wow, okay. Next matchup is for the Divas Championship, Eve Torres versus Caitlin. Okay. Now, let me before we continue, I just got to say, it's amazing to me that Eve Torres never lost her last name. Yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, did she not? I guess. I don't think she ever did. Hmm. Like, they would call her just Eve, but I'm pretty sure she was always known as Eve Torres. Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember her very well. She's like a vague memory to me, like a like a like a foggy character. Yeah. This, is this is this like Survivor Series 2000? 12 correct <laughs> Woo! let's go uh, boom on, the comeback yep. kid can you read the rest of the card yeah let's hear it i want to know what i want to know what else happened i'm trying i don't remember if i watched this show or not but, next I, match. but i'm oh, sorry I knew it was a survivor series next match for the uh, united states championship antonio cesaro versus r-truth following matches for the world heavyweight championship big show as champion versus sheamus 10-man elimination match. Team Foley versus Team Ziggler. Daniel Bryan, Kane, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and The Miz versus Alberto Del Rio, Damian Sandow, David Otunga, Dolph Ziggler, and Wade Barrett. And yes, in case you're wondering, Mick Foley originally was supposed to be on Team Foley, but he could not get cleared. Yeah, okay. And the main event for the WWE Heavyweight Championship or WWE Championship, excuse me. Triple threat match. John Cena versus Ryback versus CM Punk. Wow. Yeah, I definitely did not watch this show uh, in retrospect. Yeah. But and... I guessed it because of the the first match. And that brings us to what I wanted to talk to you about. And that is Mr. CM Punk himself. Yeah. I was thinking about when he was the WWE champion between 2011 and 2013. He was champion for over a year between uh, 2012 and 2013, as everyone is aware, because he won the championship originally at Money in the Bank against John Cena in the main event. And then he left the company, came back about, I think it was like two weeks later, which is fucking stupid. Yep. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> He defended the WWE Championship in the main event of SummerSlam and lost the WWE Championship in the main event of SummerSlam to Alberto Del Rio because the WWE puts themselves in a weird corner where they promised this dude a big push and they had to have it at the expense of somebody, so why not make it at Punk's expense? Anyway... The next next pay-per-view was Night of Champions, where he wrestled Triple H in the main event. Triple H went over, you know, obviously. <laughs> love it, love it. My man, Triple H, going over in 2012. The uh, summer of punk. <laughs> the next matchup was another main event. He lost at Hell in a Cell 2011 against uh, John Cena and Alberto Del Rio. Man. Next pay-per-view was Vengeance 2011. He lost a tag team match against The Miz and R-Truth. It was not the main event. His tag partner was Triple H. I do not remember that match. <laughs> Why? Why was it Triple H with him this time? I, I don't know. Um, Survivor Series 2011, he won the WWE Championship, but it was not the main event. The main event that night was R-Truth and Miz versus The Rock and John Cena, which... Obviously, you got to give the main event spot of that to The Rock, even though he wasn't the champion. And it was still Autumn of Punk. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <clears throat> TLC 2011. He defended the WWE Championship in the main event, Royal Rumble 2012, 
you defend the WWE Championship in the main event, if you if you exclude the Royal Rumble match itself, which I personally would because because of that match, Hardcore Holly says he's main evented a bunch of pay per views when in fact he has never. Besides <laughs> December to dismember. <laughs> Elimination Chamber t- 2012. He defended the WWE Championship in the opening match. Hmm. And the main event was John Cena versus Kane in an ambulance match. Oh, oh, sweet. Mania 28, he defended the WWE Championship in the second to final match. I'm not going to call it the co-main event because WWE did not promote it as such, I believe. The main event was The Rock versus John Cena once in a lifetime for the first time. Oh. Who who did Punk wrestle at that Jericho. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Duh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I watched that show. Yeah. The next matchup was Extreme Rules 2012. He defended the WWE Championship, not in the main event. The match following CM Punk's match was for the Divas Championship. And the main wow. event was Brock versus John Cena, which, again, same thing with the Rock situation at Survivor Series 2011. This was Brock's first match back in seven years, no, eight years. And at that Man. time, Brock was a much, much bigger star for WWE than CM Punk was. He arguably probably still is, honestly. I don't know. Um, they should have put that match. They put that. They had to put that match on last because they had Brock lose, and they knew that was going to bum everybody out. So yeah, they had to end the show on that. <laughs> it was going to ruin the rest of the show. Wasn't that also the? Was that when uh, CM Punk? Or not, John Cena said that the United States have compromised her permanent end, Osama <laughs> bin Laden. Um, uh, I don't think so. I think that was after the Night of Champions one, and in some time or something like that. I don't know. Maybe not. I it was, I can't remember. I don't. That, it happened around in May or something. I think is when that happened. Maybe it. Well, was this was in time. this was in April, I believe. I think it might be the show after this one. Yeah, I think it was because because the next matchup or pay per view over the limit tw- uh, twenty twelve he defended the WWE Championship and the next match after his was Ryback versus Camacho and the main event was Johnny Ace versus John Cena. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, cool match. No way out twenty twelve he defended the WWE Championship. The next match was another Ryback squash and the main event was John Cena versus Big Show in a cage. Wow. Obviously, this one that one also might have been the show that they announced Osama at. The next <clears throat> matchup was Money in the Bank 2012, one year after CM Punk won the title originally and left. He defended the WWE Championship and the not in the main event. The next match was yet another Ryback squash. The main event was Money in the Bank match with Cena winning. Man. <laughs> Cool. SummerSlam two, uh, 2012. He the de- defended the WWE Championship and not in the main event. And the main event was Brock versus Triple H. Okay. Night was, this cha- the, was this the one that Triple H won too? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> God damn it. Night of Champions 2012. He defended the WWE Championship in the main event. So he's got that going for him. There you go. And Hell in a Cell to the or 2012, he defended the WWE Championship in the main event. Survivor Series 2012 defended the WWE Championship in the main event. Royal Rumble 13, he's lost the WWE Championship in the literal main event. Him versus The Rock went after the Royal Rumble match. Oh, wow. And at Elimination Chamber thir- 13, he lost in the main event to The Rock, which puts his... Lengthy title reign at one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven main event spots, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine non-main events. Now, if you if you look at that from when he when he started his uh, WWE title reign. That went over a year. Survivor Series 2011, he actually only main evented one, two, three, four, five, seven pay-per-views. 
over the span of over a year, made him in seven pay-per-views. John Cena may have been in a whole bunch. Just ridiculous. I mean, that's just not how you book a star. I mean, truly, it's not. Like, if you want your guy to be the guy, then you've got to put him on top. I don't know. That's, I don't think it's, so. It's, 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 it's one of those things where sometimes you do have to put the push somebody harder than you think that they're going to, I don't know, make it. I feel like a lot of times they just didn't give him give him the ball and i get why he was so frustrated yeah it's it's easy to be frustrated i feel when you are the guy in the company but you're not being treated like the guy yep it was it like this is a weird comparison but it was like when goldberg won the world title against hogan and wcw and then he defended the title i think i think the next time he defended the title was on pay-per-view against like Kurt Henning in a random match. It wasn't even a pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. They immediately fucked up. Uh, Goldberg, <laughs> like they like just did nothing with them. They were like, all right, well, fuck you. Sorry, pal. I mean, now I got to look this up. Cause now I'm curious is when, when Goldberg won the title in 1998, when he next main evented a pay-per-view, let's see. He won it at, He won it in July, July 6th, 1998 at Bash of the Beach. Just six days later, he defended it against Kurt Henning in three minutes and 50 seconds. And that was not the main event because that was the Jay Leno pay-per-view. I believe. No, that was the Malone and DDP versus Rodman and Hogan pay-per-view. Obviously. Huh. All right, of course. And then as the WCW champion, he... At uh, Road Wild, defeated Kurt Henning, Kevin Nash, Conan, Lex Luger, Scott Hall, Scott Norton, Sting, and the Giant in less than eight minutes at a battle royal that was not for the title. <laughs> okay, cool. He kind of uh, main evented Halloween Havoc 1998. That that match was cut as it was playing because Hogan and Warrior went too long. So fucked up, man. They, I mean, they really did. They should. I mean, they fucked on him. And then, like, not long after this, he gets tased, loses the title. Then he and, punches and, a limo, and then he's and fucking Go- done. And Goldberg's <sighs> five-month reign as champion, he defended the title a bunch on house shows. He defended the title th- three, three times on pay-per-view. Or he, no, excuse me, he defended it twice and he lost it once. So in five months, he was only as presented as world champion three times on pay per view. Stupid. Like he wasn't even on, uh, he was, he didn't wrestle at World War Three. He didn't wrestle on Fall Brawl. They're so they're, they had 130 people on the fucking roster and they couldn't find anybody to wrestle him for the title at the pay per views. They couldn't bring anyone in from Mexico or New Japan or anything. Nothing. They had nothing for him. Like, God damn. Like, how the fuck do you do that? I mean, that's that's Loki. I mean, that truly was like one of the things. I mean, that's the most one of the most crucial fuck ups in WCW history was was Goldberg immediately after he won the title. Speaking of WCW and WWE and wrestling. <laughs> I had a question I wanted to ask you that I, I this is something I've thought about for a while and I've never really talked about it with anyone else. I want to kind of have a conversation with you about this topic. Do you think if he wasn't, I hate to use the phrase injury prone, so I'll just say if he didn't get injured twice within a year do you think kevin nash should have gotten a run in 2003 like Shawn michaels did in 2002 where he like beats triple h for the title and holds it for a month or something uh you know what yeah maybe if yeah if he beat triple h for it sure why not it it would have been better to have him hold it there because there were like he and triple h had like a pretty long feud in 2003. 
<laughs> they had a hell in a cell. They had a hell in a cell match. <laughs> they had a match that ended, I believe, in a no contest at Judgment Day, and like Kevin Ash powerbombed them through the announce table. Wow. Like Kevin Nash could have gotten the title and lost it the next month, just like Shawn Michaels did. I think that would have been cool for his legacy. He would have held that fucking belt uh, about the same amount of times he held it in WCW. <laughs> I remember being so confused and surprised as a child when I when I uh, bought Here Comes the Pain or rented it and found out he was on the roster. I was like, holy shit, Kevin <laughs> Nash is in this game? What the fuck? <laughs> How is he still wrestling? Because <laughs> I remembered him from WCW and WO Revenge, of course. Well, it's it's weird. Like you, I, I talked to you about this the other day. That I found out that Nash is only a few months, few months younger than Sting. Yeah, and that completely blew me away. Like I knew Nash was up there in age, but even on his podcast, when he talks about him being in his sixties, I'm it just goes in one ear and out the other. Because in my head, he's at least like ten years younger than Sting. Man, yeah, but it, but, it, but in reality, he, his career didn't start that much later than Sting's. That's true. It's just it ended. Yeah. It, and then he, I guess, also spent so much of it. Well, not so much of it, but some of it in like obscurity, like you said, whereas like Sting was basically thrust into the main event scene as soon as he showed up on TV from uh, popping out of Venice Beach, California. Yeah, Sting was, was <sighs> like he was the guy pretty much right away. Yeah. Yeah, I remember listening to the old Brian and Vinny reviews of the NWA shows, and they got to the show where Sting just like fucking showed up, cut a promo, and like killed a jobber, and then like challenged Ric Flair or somebody yeah. <laughs> like, to the world title. That was it. He's off to the races. I believe he won the title for the first time at Great American Bash in 1990. Yeah, that sounds right. And pretty much the 90s and WCW was controlled by Sting where uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean he was the champion the entire 90s because he was not the champion in the entire 90s but he he was he was WCW a shitload like to me he was more WCW than Ric Flair yeah, well, I mean, he's he's on like a million posters and stuff, like all the pay per view posters and things. He's and... on all the pay per view posters. <clears throat> he, he was the one that never left. Yeah, like everyone else left to go to WWE at some point. And I wish or... he'd never gone to the WWE, man. <laughs> I wish he had gone like five or six years before that. Yeah, that would have been cool. If he could have gotten the Undertaker match, then it all would have been worth it. Even 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 it if it never went, happened, so it even was never worth went, it. Even if he went in 2012 when he was originally rumored to go, when they were doing all those vignettes for him, and then it ended up just being Undertaker to give himself a haircut. <laughs> yeah, I mean Undertaker could wrestle. He was still in great shape then too. They both were, so it would have been good. But whatever. As everyone has said though, like if that match happened in 2015, 2016. The only cool thing about it would have been the build-up, and the build-up would not have been that cool because it would have been Vince McMahon trying to book the Sting character. Oh God, that's like already... weird. That's weird. I... Like Taiko drums, he came out to. They were like, "He's Japanese now." Like, what the yeah, fuck is happening? Fucking stupid. I feel like if he came back now, they would give him his WCW music the same way that when Goldberg came back, they gave him his WCW music <laughs> and not that weird, like Muzak version he had in two thousand four. Bro, that fucked me up. That they, that you know, that they've gone and redubbed that too. They, yeah. they like that's that really fucked me up. I, one time I was looking at that, I had to pull up my old DVDs and verify that I wasn't like Mandela affected. Like, could you, could you believe if like it would be insane if like Stone Cold at WrestleMania this year came out to new music? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, they're just they're psychos. About like, what it, if he dude. came? What if Stone Cold came out to his like Alliance Hill theme that was just garbage? The disturbed, yeah, no, not, they, not disturbed, not disturbed. The other one. Oh, the bat, yeah, that one's terrible. That would be so funny if they did that. That's his TNA music, as I refer to it. They should have Hulk Hogan come out to the fucking uh, his uh, American Made theme song. <laughs> oh, that's a great song, man! <laughs> God damn it.
It's like, have you ever heard uh, Kevin Ash's TNA theme song, his original one? Uh, yeah, I have. You sent it to me once. I listened to it. Oh, speaking of theme songs, I, I I discovered some theme songs I'd never heard before in WWE 2K22. We're back to it because you know I like to look, listen to all the theme songs. And so I didn't realize Cesaro got a new theme song before he left because he had that god awful fucking sirens theme, and then yeah. he had like some kind of epic theme song before he left. Yeah. <clears throat> His original theme was Dean Malenko's old theme. And then I wanted to talk about another another released wrestler's theme song, which was uh, Kushida's theme song. I was like, oh, I wonder if they did like a ripoff of his New Japan song where it's like the high energy, like boom, bah, boom, bah, boom. And then I listened to it. And it was like, it was like, like kind of weirdo, like oriental music. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Why I did feel, they give him this? I feel so bad for Kushida because like, he didn't really do shit in NXT, and he was so excited to be in NXT. Yeah. Uh, like, the coolest thing he did was when Alex Shelley showed up, and they did a time splitters thing. Yeah, that's fucking cool that they got to do that. But, yeah, he, he straight up, he left, straight up left New Japan, because he was like, I'm not going to be able to do anything else here. I'm only ever going to be a cruiserweight champion. And then he goes to NXT, and those motherfuckers make him a cruiserweight champion. <laughs> you you cannot, you were shitting me, dude. That's so funny. Granted, he he was watching NXT when they had, like, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and them, like, competing for the title. Yeah. Yeah, then he showed up, and... <laughs> now it's fucking Braun Breaker and shit. Nothing against yeah. Braun Breaker. I think I think he's amazing. And I watched a video of him uh WrestleMania this year where they were trying to guess the wrestlers based on their models in WrestleMania two thousand, the video game. <laughs> and it got some big show and he said the giant, and that just made me really happy. That's awesome. Because that means in my mind that Rick Steiner has always like talked to him about WCW days and refers to Big Show as the Giant. <laughs> he's just living in WCW world all the time. <laughs> there was a uh, a raw that was here in 2015 where the main event was sting and john cena versus the big show and somebody i was uh, at that <laughs> and the main after the match sting and cena went to the crowd and they met like a fan who had uh, i think he was battling cancer at the time and cameras are right there sting took his gloves off and gave them to the kid and sting said and i quote i'm paraphrasing actually said i hit the giant with these and him referring to the big show as the giant made the child and me really happy oh that's awesome i was nowhere close enough to see that i thought i think i left before that happened but man I that was, was cool to I see wasn't, that i was i wasn't even there that but they put that on youtube i think oh that's cool yeah i didn't see that i wasn't there which really bummed me out because i had no idea that sting was gonna quote wrestle on that show yeah like he did, he did like the match against the Big Show, and I think the match was over in like a minute. Sting won by DQ, and then it became a tag match. Wow, yeah, I remember that. It was pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah, most uh, a good chunk of Sting's WWE run happened in Memphis. Yeah, it's weird to think that that's true. I guess they, I guess they did that on purpose. Now that I think about it, they did that on purpose because we're a southern town. They were like, these WCW, these Hicks will remember him from WCW. Maybe he'll get a better reaction there. <laughs> I'd like to think it was because of his history in Memphis wrestling. Yeah, maybe that too. Or it was just because they had a, a WrestleMania to sell, so they were like, we need to bring Sting at this pay per view. <laughs> Man, and then lose to Triple H, of course. Uh, never be not mad about that. Hey, hey, Triple H's friends were beating up their other friends, okay? <laughs> stupid. So stupid. I still think, like, the, my biggest problem with that match wasn't that Sting lost. It was that the NWO came out and helped Sting. Not, yeah. like, yeah. if it, in my mind, it would have been a hell of a lot better if it was nash and a wolfpack shirt ddp and booker t because there yeah. were three guys who at that point could still take a bump yeah and they were they were all together they were together till the end the wolfpack yeah and and ddp booker t and and nash together 
would just represent WCW, whereas Hall and Ash and Hogan represented the thing that was trying to kill WCW and trying to kill Sting. Yeah, that's very true. No, I, I thought that was pretty egregious at the time, too. I hated it. <clears throat> Although I'll I'll never not pop for NWO making their entrance, though, because that was just amazing. <laughs> very funny. And uh, DX making theirs and Billy Gunn fucking being the fastest motherfucker in the world compared to Road Dog and Xbox. <laughs> Juice to the gills. Yeah. Our boy Daddy Ass, now famous. Is, are, let me ask, is he like, are they doing something with MJF? Because it's saw like he posted a thing on Twitter basically calling MJF out and saying like, this is what a, a world champion is supposed to look like. And it was like a video of him working out. No, no. Uh, the Acclaimed are currently feuding with uh, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> and uh, Max Caster took a guitar shot on the show on Wednesday. Maybe so Billy Gunn is just wanting a world title shot. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe they'll give him one. Did you see MJF did like a Cody list? He even did the hand thing with his. Yeah. It was funny. <clears throat> oh, you know what? I thought the uh, uh, back to the dynamite again, just the sporadic dynamite review that we sprinkle in throughout the show that I like to do. I thought the Ruby Soho uh, Tay Mello match was was good and it got over with the crowd. Oh, and I didn't talk about the Jericho match either. So they did uh they did back to back like in action matches. They did House of Black in action and they killed the factory. Uh notably Malachi Black, I thought got up slowly on the ramp and also didn't take any bumps and only kicked QT Marshall and pinned him in one. Hey, that's I wonder if Marshall. he's still <laughs> I love him unironically. Um he's got a great job. Loses on television. But I wonder if Malachi's still injured because he didn't do anything on the show. Uh, put a pin in that. I'll be right about that. I hope he's going to be okay, but I bet he's still working through it. Uh, then after that, it was Jericho in action. And then it was this. Uh, there was this jobber who they fucked up the nameplate and they just showed Jericho's thing again. His name was Action Andrade or whatever. I think it was Andretti. Uh, Andretti, whatever. I, I I didn't mean to say Andrade. I just can't read or remember anything. <laughs> but you know, it was a. It, it was just like a decent you know kind of jobber match where he like gets more offense and jericho's like letting him go there was a lot of my times so you could tell jericho was like calling the match and uh you know then he had him with like the big code breaker and everybody thought that was going to be it because i guess the code breaker beats beats like job guys never beats anybody else on the roster but uh it was uh but it got this big two count then they went to a commercial break um and then uh, it kept, you know, and then eventually uh, the guy kept hanging in there. Eventually you thought Jericho was maybe going to lose to like a roll up. And then eventually you thought Jericho was going to nail this guy with the Judas effect or make him like tap out. But then, believe it or not, this guy like got in a string of offense and hit like a running shooting star press and then got the one, two, three in the middle of the ring to a huge pop like the the i mean the reason this match worked partially is because i mean the crowd was hot as fuck for yeah. this guy um it was cool it was a cool moment legitimately shocking i was surprised now let me ask you something about aw real quick and this is about aw and this is about WWE. why mm-hmm. is it do you think neither company knows what the hell to do with Rusev slash Miro. I don't know. I was thinking about that earlier today because I saw that he was like, I'm just waiting. Uh, and I was like, that's crazy. It, like in WWE, Rusev Day was over <laughs> as shit when they did not want it to be. Mm-hmm. But it was undeniably over. He could have and should have main evented in WWE during that period. Yeah. <clears throat> he he has a great look. He is a hell of a wrestler, hell of a promo. But he couldn't do anything in WWE. He goes to AEW. You expect him to do well in AEW. They immediately put him in the best man gimmick. A guy who just plays arcade games. And everyone's like, what in the fuck is this? Yeah. Why the fuck did he sign there? It was weird. It didn't work. It 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 some of his he was the best part of the promos, but it was still kind of shitty. And then they had that arcade match and it was good. Then he killed killed Kip and then it started being good and he won the TNT title. Yeah, he did the TNT title <laughs> and he his whole gimmick was basically that he was doing it all for God. Yeah. And, <laughs> and for, and to fuck his wife, to come yeah. home and fuck his wife. Go to Which Nashville. like, granted that, that gets you over. Cause like, 
uh, and Brock Lesnar in UFC, he said after he won the title, he said he was going to go home. He was going to have sex with his wife. Yeah. And it, everybody it loved works. it. Drink it Bud works. Light or whatever. Bud Light don't no. pay me nothing. Yeah, Coors Light, because Bud Light don't pay him shit. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, like he's he's he has a hell of a TNT title run, loses it, and then yeah. is pretty much not doing shit since then. Like I think he was injured for a little bit after that. Yeah. But right now he is not injured. He's just sitting around twiddling his thumbs, going like what what do I have to do, God? I don't know. I, I, you would just, yeah, I would get rid of slot out some other storyline. I'm not sure which one. Uh, maybe, um, oh man, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, he, maybe he's terrible to work with. <laughs> to me, to me, <laughs> he's, everybody hates he's him. somebody, he's somebody that you can build a company around, in my opinion. Like if he went to Impact, he would have been world champion like right of right away, and not because he's a former WWE guy, but because yeah. he's somebody who could carry that title. Yeah, he should just go be a mid card guy and uh, Noah or something. Yeah. He should just be the new Michael Elgin. Oh, uh, that's uh, mm. but like better. Yeah, let's yeah. let's let's say let's let him be the new Takeshi Morishima. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's work works at OAW. I think if, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that happened on the show that I liked. <clears throat> and that was about it. If I didn't talk about it, that doesn't mean I didn't like it. It's just uh It wasn't memorable. Means I, means I just forgot about it because it's a two hour show and a lot happens. And I don't take notes, as I said before. And I also don't read recraps of the show because there's not any good ones on the internet. Because they're all like filled with shitty commentary <laughs> i want to provide the shitty commentary <laughs> jonathan gresham signed with impact yeah good for him that's i mean that top 10 uh pwi ranking got him a contract finally i mean he i think he's great and also his wife works there i'm sure that helps I'm sure she put in a good word for him uh i i mean i i like i said i i like him so good for him. I'll probably never watch any of his matches over there. I have bookmarked the speedball, uh, Mike Bailey and Josh Alexander match, and I meant to watch it for the show, but I forgot. And it's an hour long, and that's a that's a time commitment. Let me ask you. Th- that's a thing that's going on, um, with a lot of people. Like Impact Wrestling has great shows, weekly, monthly. <laughs> They have great roster, but they yeah. they aren't getting the attention that a lot of people believe they deserve. You just you just said that you're you're not going to watch any of Jonathan Gresham, not because you don't want to, but because you let's say you don't seek out impact. Would that be accurate? Yeah, yeah. I don't either. I I haven't watched Impact regularly, and honestly probably since Hogan and Bischoff came in is when I stopped watching regularly and um, so that's 12 years is when I stopped watching full time TNA slash Impact yeah I if I if I hear about something great happening I'll seek it out like I, that's how I watched all of the broken Matt Hardy shit yeah I, yeah me too Someone put like a compilation of everything on like extreme wrestling torrents, and I downloaded that. But like, like you said, like the Speedball and Josh Alexander hour long match, like as great as it could possibly be, that's a fucking commitment to watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I don't have time. This is going to make it sound worse, but I don't have the time to watch a match that that I already know the result of. <clears throat> that's I, honestly that's that's a big issue for me. Um, a lot of times, that's why I, I insist on you know watching Dynamite. That's basically it because everything else I don't have time for. And if I don't watch that, and I find and I hear the results, then I just don't care. I won't watch the show. Yeah. <clears throat> I have to watch other TV shows and do other things because I have to also talk to normal human beings because nobody fucking else watches wrestling. <laughs> it's like 
<laughs> I can I can log onto Twitter accidentally as I'm watching a a WWE pay per view on on delay because I usually watch, start watching them after my wife goes to bed. And by accidentally, I mean I'm like I have my phone during a match that's boring, and I absentmindedly go to Twitter or I go to Reddit and yeah. I see the results of like the main event or match that I was looking forward to watching. And that completely ruins the mood for me. And I only watch part of that match or I don't watch the match at all. Cause I'm like, I already know who's fucking winning. Why the hell do I need to watch it? The yeah. only time that I don't really do that is if it's for a match that I'm a big fan of, where it's like, like if it's a rumble match or money in the bank match, although I've never been spoiled on the rumble winner, even if I watch it on delay and I really like that. Yeah, I've had some New Japan matches spoiled for me a lot of times because I'll usually forget and like check Instagram and, and they'll just post a picture of somebody covered in confetti holding the yeah. IWGP belt. I'll like, go oh. to I'll go to Instagram <laughs> and I'll go to to search something. And one of the suggested posts is like a picture of somebody celebrating a main event win at like WrestleMania or some shit. Yeah. But you know what's not on Instagram and not on Twitter and not on Reddit? What? Avid elementary spoilers. <laughs> well, I bet it is if you followed the wrong people. Oh, I'm sure it is, but like it's not on my Twitter, it's not on my Reddit, it's not on my Instagram. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, truthfully, yeah, I would love to watch Impact. I'm I'm sure it's quality. There like there's a ton of people on the roster that I truly love. I I'm a huge I, I say this, you're you're not gonna believe me. Nobody's gonna believe me, but I am a huge speedball Mike Bailey fan. I barely get to watch any of his shit, but I love him. I love him so much. I'm so glad he's back in America and everybody gets to see how goddamn good he is. Um but I, I just don't yeah, I mean it's like I watch Dynamite, then I watch other things, and and then like I'll watch New Japan shows. I'll go out a minute why am I watch those? Because that's truly my favorite content is is new japan but i don't like watching their like middle pay-per-views but yeah if it gets spoiled for me then i really don't want to watch it but if it, yeah it's if it's like a show i look forward to yeah like i i knew the result of like one of the g1 like the g1 match or something this yeah. year but i still watched it because i knew it was going to be incredible let me ask you this weird question why do you think wrestlers' egos are so fragile? And, because... and, what, I'm, and what, I'm, what I mean by that is that if somebody goes on Twitter and criticizes a match after the match happened, a lot of times, not a lot of times, sometimes a wrestler in the match or a wrestler not in the match will come after that person and say something to the extent of, like, if it's so easy, why don't you do it or something like that? You don't see that type of shit coming from like Hollywood or it, it even happens in the NBA, the NFL. But like if somebody watches Endgame and they're like, you know, Thanos's middle finger went into the gauntlet. That was stupid. You're not going to have like the Russo brothers going, well, you know what, motherfucker? Why don't you try to do it? <laughs> I feel like I have seen some directors pop off about stuff like that, but <laughs> no. uh let me think. Yeah, like, I, do, I don't do know. Think it, do you think it's just like they take so much pride in their work that they don't like to be criticized by people that they view as like not a peer, basically? And wrestling is the is the most fascinating razor's edge of just like general masculinity, like just like gruff dudes presenting this image. Like I couldn't believe how serious everybody was when I went to wrestling school. I I I was blown away how seriously they took it. He was like, this is not a weekend warrior thing. This is your fucking, this is your fucking life. You take this seriously. You know, that's the kind of shit that they said to me. And I was like, this is crazy, dude. We are fake fighting. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> literally everybody that I wrestled with in 2010 in New Bern, Tennessee was fucking weekend warriors. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, like I get and I get like, yes, you want it to look real and stuff like that. And you want it to look like a fight for sure. But at the same time, yeah, like this just like this presentation of masculinity. But at, at the same time, it's inherently an embarrassing activity. You're 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 play fighting in your underwear. And so I think because of that, like toxic, you know, like real masculinity and the friend, like how naturally goofy wrestling is anyway, 
And I think they probably all had probably very abusive trainers too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just feel like that that's very rampant in the industry. I mean, uh, yours was abusive in another way. I, well, uh, yeah. And he, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's just hard in general. I mean, physically. So I don't know. I, I I could see a lot of people. It's hard. To, it's hard to take criticism. I could. I would have a hard time taking criticism from fucking randos on the internet. I really would. I mean, I'm so thankful that I only have to take criticism from my my peers at work generally, and that's then that can be hard sometimes. So that's my theory why wrestlers have fragile egos, because wrestling is stupid already, and then plus they're, you know, very manly, manly men. Wrestlers have fragile egos because wrestling is stupid. And yeah, and they're very prideful, you know, like masculine, prideful through a lot of ways. And I don't know. Performers. Performers in general. And uh, the kayfabe of, of it all, too, I think. Yeah, I read um, Brian Gewirtz's book. I can't remember how you pronounce his last name. Oh, he, was yeah. a, he was a writer for Daredevil for like 13 years. He's like one of the Rock's closest confidants in Hollywood and in wrestling. Yeah, and in the book, a lot of his movies, I think. And in the book, he wrote about uh, the promo between John Cena and The Rock, where John Cena talked shit about The Rock and how he had notes written on his on his wrist. Because in John and Rock's promo, he had like basically crib notes on his on his wrist for what he was going to say in the promo yeah the rock took that very personally apparently got really pissed off about it and john cena came back came back through the curtain and looked at brian and said if it's on tv it's fair game right and just kept walking (laughs) and like brian's whole thing was saying like that putting notes on your wrist to look down at is not a new thing. The rock didn't invent that. He said like, he said, I'm not sure if Roddy Piper did it in the eighties, but when Roddy Piper was there in 2003, he did it. Mm. And that's the completely fucking surprised the hell out of me. Cause I, I honestly thought that was just a thing that the rock did. Cause he was just like, was a years removed from cutting live promos like that. So he had forgotten the thing. And like Brian's whole thing was saying, you can't expect somebody to rehearse a 20 minute like monologue in a day and know everything word for word. Now I disagree. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they can be hard, but I, I think that you could memorize it in I mean, a day. You, you possibly could, but could you memorize it in a day and then go out in front of 10,000 people and recite it exactly as written? Well, maybe not exactly as written, but if you could get through it good enough, then that's that's what matters. It's wrestling. One thing that he didn't talk about in the book, and I'm not exactly sure why, is The Rock's shit with CM Punk. Like, I was waiting for to to read about him and Punk facing at the Rumble and Elimination Chamber because people fucking hated that match at the Rumble. Oh, yeah. I was expecting him to talk about that, and he didn't bring up Punk once, really, besides like little notes. Mm. The book Maybe is must... really, the book is really fantastic, though. Nice. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight? No, not really. I think that. Uh... Oh, you wanted my Clerks three review because I, I oh, watched yeah. Clerks three before we came on. It made me cry. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, I assume you or you have no intention of watching it. Uh, probably not. I did see the first two many years ago. Um, uh, you know, at the end of two, uh, Dante's character gets with Becky Rosario Dawson, and he and Randall go and buy the quick shop or the quick quick stop, and uh, Becky is pregnant with Dante's baby. Well, yeah. this movie starts with Dante going behind the counter and he, he looks down at the register and there's a fucking immemorial thing for Becky say 1979 to 2006 meaning she died soon after the telling of the second movie wow and then you find out that she died in a 
because of a drunk car, drunk drunk driver, and her and the baby died. Damn. And in the movie, Randall has a heart attack and he wants to turn his life around and start directing a movie based on his life. And he basically starts filming clerks. Mm. He and Dante get into a huge fight. Then Dante has a heart attack. Dante dies in the movie. Nice. Uh, it ends with it is end, but there's a funeral of Dante in their plan. I really super depressing Pearl Jam song that always makes me sad when I listen to it. And um the movie is it's great. It's a it's a really great way to end that trilogy. And it just made me super fucking sad and emotional because it was a a dude that lost his wife and his potential child that she was pregnant when she died lost his wife and his child and shit like that makes me really sad now that's pretty sad like my wife and i watched uh guillermo del toro's pinocchio the other night oh yeah have you watched that yet no i haven't seen that it made me fucking cry Hmm. and anytime there's a movie about a dude losing his son makes me fucking emotional and it's it's probably easy to figure out why that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. But yeah, Clerks 3 is a super sad movie, but it's really funny. It's really good. It's it's super depressing, though. If I just spoil it for anybody out there, I don't really give a shit. Uh, drink some dubby. That's right. It'll make your dick hard. I don't know. I don't think dubby's going to want to come back to us when this deal's up. <laughs> It'll probably be fine. Yeah. I'm just going to run this home until I get an email saying, hey, don't do this anymore. I like it. I think yeah. it's probably fine. Uh, I don't I don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, I'm out. Out of oh, juice. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen, next week for the Christmas bonus pod. Yep. And then we'll be taking a short break, coming back in the new year with a very special episode where we're going to talk about Hills. Not the band, although they are an amazing band. We're just going to talk about hills and wrestling and our favorite hills of all time. What makes a good hill? What makes a bad hill? Fuck, I thought you I thought you were trying to sign me up to watch the TV show. I got so scared. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, okay. A good old-fashioned Mount Rushmore of hills. Talk about our favorites, our least favorites. Who's a good hill? Who's a bad hill? Is Hollywood Hogan a good hill? Who knows? Who's the best hill of all time? Is it Mark Henry? Probably not. Is it Teddy Long during the five minute white boy challenge? Probably <laughs> possibly. Who knows? It's possible, yeah. We could come to that conclusion. Yeah. Anyway, for our bar the one thousand and fourth wrestling podcast, I'm Todd Suliano. And I'm Colt. And we'll see you guys next week.